created in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Ethan. I'm Jeff. Yeah, Ethan got his name in there. We got Ethan <laughs> HD here. I was really excited for this because I got super jealous when I heard that uh, he had been on previously with Brogan and Scott. Yeah. Or, yeah, Brogan and Scott, both yeah. of you guys. Yep. 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 No Brogan here this time. So uh, he's in Louisiana. Oh, so, yeah. Well, he came from there and his family's down there. So now he's just down there eating random crustaceans. And it's kind of gross. That's fair. Louisiana's just French Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I'm heard go, it called know, that yet. Can we but say yeah, French yeah. Mississippi? French Mississippi. I'll take French Mississippi. That's, that's French better. Mississippi. That sounds a lot worse, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I yeah like that. okay. I like that a little bit better. Everybody <laughs> says that you need to go there though at some point. You do. Okay, you do. Yeah, for sure. All right. I mean, is it just like Bourbon Street, so you get hammered, or is that's there anything else? Yeah. Well, the whole city's awesome, man. You can okay. see the like the cemeteries and everything because they're all oh, above ground. Yeah, yeah, it's all spooky and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you'd love it. And it's all water stuff. Like we brought up a voodoo in the last thing. We did, but don't you don't with, don't mess with voodoo. Don't mess with voodoo. So we figured that um, out. But yeah, there's all kinds of neat stuff there, man. And it's, it's a whole history, right? It's any place. Right, well, I did most of mostly drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you've been there. You've been there. Yeah, I've been there. All right, and you drank a lot. Yeah. And you a lot. probably puked a little bit. Yeah. I slept in a car a couple of times when I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You did that on purpose. Well, yeah. On purpose. Yeah. In quotes. <laughs> Ethan is with us today. Ethan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Like, seriously, thank you so much for coming out here <laughs> on a Sunday. It's a little dreary, a little nasty. I love this because <laughs> up until what, like three or four days ago, this wasn't on your radar coming out to do this. Three or four. I think it was Friday. Wasn't was it, it Friday? It was Friday, yeah. Okay, so what, two days ago, <laughs> yeah, Scott dude. sees you, what, at the train? Okay, tell the story, Scott. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was meant to be. So you had thrown a text saying... Um, we didn't have a, a, a late appointment. We didn't have a late recording, right? Yep. You're like, mm-hmm. eh, we don't have anybody at four o'clock. I was like, yeah, whatever. And um, <laughs> I was after work because I, I was drinking after work. Imagine that. Yeah, right? you do was, that. It was Friday. I was having a couple beers with my buddies after work and um, got on the train to come south and couldn't remember if I had um, badged in or not. <laughs> so I, on the train ride, I was like, damn, did I badge? And I was like, do I need a ticket? And should I just get off? And then I'm texting the wife and I was like, fine, I'm just going to get off. So I got off at the um, at one of the stations along the way. I think it was the first one south of Seattle, whatever right. that one that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for the next train. And I had badged in. I want everybody to know. Good job. So you were breaking I, the law. No, I, the I law. did not break the law. I talked to the station. You weren't a train pirate? No. And she laughed at me, basically. She's like, <laughs> no. You're an idiot. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you're dumb here. But it happens all the time. <laughs> so that made me feel better. Um, but anyway, I'm sitting there. I'm just jamming out. Um, music on my headphones and and Ethan walks by and uh, so I just I totally bum rushed him I just jumped up and I was like Ethan and he ignored me on purpose as he should have <laughs> someone yelling walking. at you in Seattle yeah he's like huh, just no because it wasn't even Seattle it was like one of the rando oh, train stations south so there's okay. almost nobody there. there's like five people there right yeah and um and I chased him down <laughs> and it was like I was like hey man do you remember me and I just talked for probably three or four minutes before he went oh yeah the Grid City podcast right and then I totally just um 
just guilt tripped him into coming in today. I was like, what are you doing on Sunday? He's like, well, nothing. I was like, cool, come in at four. He's like, all, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, he showed up. Maybe it was awesome. different from your side. I don't know. But that's how I felt. Because right afterwards, I was like, damn. I kind of bum rushed him, man. <laughs> well, I felt bad when you told me that you had said, like, you'd called me my name out earlier as I'd walked past you. Oh, you had headphones on. Yeah. Because, like, oh. I had my earbuds in, which, like, I wasn't playing music, but it's still, like, it cancels a bit of noise. So, and I was just, like, post-gym, I was, like, in my zone. Like, all I'm thinking about is, like, getting home because, like, I want to eat some food. <laughs> and then, yeah, some like, rando. I'm sitting there and I look up and, like, Scott's, like, right there. <laughs> and then he's like, Ethan, remember me? And like, no. And I did, <laughs> but I didn't get a word in for three minutes. <laughs> oh, because that's what he does. And so what are you I, talking about you what? Talk a, yeah, what? You, but I patiently waited. I was like, yeah, I like Red City Podcast. But it's funny because I remembered everything, every other detail about our previous interaction except the name of the podcast. Funny. Like I remembered, like Brogan was there. I remember, like we recorded it at Malarkey's. Like yeah. all these details. And in my head, it was like, what's what's the fucking name of that podcast? Like, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> But I specifically let him went not to do a lot of podcasts either. Oh, okay. Oh, Is really? there a reason why? I feel like a lot of times, like, you can burn out your... As, like, a performer, you can burn out your audience really quick if you oh, do a okay. lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of podcasts that are all, like, in that aiming for that same demographic. Yeah. Like, if I yeah. do, like, a wrestling podcast, like... You know who you're going towards with that one. Yeah. And who's going to be listening to it at that point. Yeah. And so, like... To kind of not burn people out on like hearing the same stories mm-hmm. all the time, I try to like minimize how many podcasts I do. And there's also a lot of podcasts that like nobody listens to. Yeah, like especially like in wrestling, like one in ten wrestling fans yeah. has a podcast. Yeah, and nobody listens to it but like them and like whoever like whoever follows the wrestler they have on that week. So you're only like talking to your own audience when you do yeah. like their podcast. And well, we've got we got people from Russia. We yeah, just mentioned we that, so you'll what? get the yeah. Well, we got like twelve. Is it working with the Kremlin? Well, yeah. maybe I don't know about that. So <laughs> we, we might be involved. <laughs> Scott's kind of shady, uh, dude. I'm super shady. I don't know if you have noticed or not. But well, it, it, it's an interesting sort of point too, because I'll be perfectly uh, honest. It's like um, it feels that everyone out there is getting into the the multimedia game, and when doing that, yeah, just, they're putting it out there. They don't really know what they're doing. Um, not to say that we necessarily know what we're doing at any point in time either but it's it, no but we're consistent yeah yeah we're consistent and that's <laughs> exactly this gets to the point of yeah that someone's like hey will you be on my podcast is kind of the new hey can we sit down and can i have you captive for a couple of hours and <laughs> talk about you know it's the chris farley bit it's like hey you remember when you did that one thing that was cool <laughs> and then it gets going on like that. and that's like every wrestling podcast though is like well, how did you get into wrestling? What wrestlers did you like growing up? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's the exact same questions too. Yeah. So like, if anybody like goes to listen to a podcast I'm on and they start hearing like the same questions they've heard me answer before, they're like, oh yeah, I'm good. Okay. And they, <laughs> they just stop. See, this is the worst thing because this is what I was kind of touching on earlier. For me, like you and I have met maybe twice, right? Yeah. Um, but I've listened to our podcast at least five or six times, right? Um, I, I... All our guests, I put them in a list. So um, when you guys tweet, I, I see your tweets, right? So I actively he follow. stalks you. I do. I stalk so stalks. many people that um, <laughs> when I see people like you, right? Like I feel like, man, we're buddies. Like I've hung out with you like 12 times in my brain, <laughs> right? Like I've literally <laughs> listened, had you in my ears, right? Multiple times. 
um, where you're like, I met this dude once. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, why? Why is he, <laughs> why is he chasing me? me <laughs> right, stalking me on the train. And so I have to stop myself. I literally have to stop myself sometimes from from like running up to people that I I know that I've only met once. I've been like, oh, I met you at a thing or at the podcast, and so I'd be like, hey, do you remember me? Right? It's a it's a real it's an issue for me sometimes. <laughs> well, and I I realize that sometimes when it's uh, I've been talking with somebody and I realize the only interaction I've ever had with them previously was like on Twitter. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we've talked and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, on that little snippet of a thing that I half looked at and I liked your at mention. I'm like, oh, shit. Remember when you retweeted me, bro? You're like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be kind of interesting with you at that point because even like, I mean, you're you're, you're a notable character. You're a notable person in uh, out there and doing the the indie wrestling and with the wrestling shows and doing all of that stuff. It's got to be you've got to have that moment sometimes where I mean, other than just Scott coming at you, but it's like somebody who's like a super fan who knows a lot about you and the stuff that you've done, but you have zero idea of what's going on. Oh, all the time, and it's super awkward. What's really <laughs> awkward these last couple years is like Defy Wrestling runs in like Seattle, Tacoma, and Portland, and they've yeah. like really taken off. Mm-hmm. And like I live in Tacoma. And so there's times where, like, I've been walking down the street and somebody will, like, yell at me. But, like, my our tag team is where the American guns yeah. and our, our thing is guns up. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll be walking around <laughs> Tacoma. Guns up! Yeah, and somebody and will like, just yell, like, guns up. Oh, shit. And I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> and it's happened, like, a handful of times. Yeah. And I remember the one time, like, I dreaded the most. And the dude tweeted me, like, maybe five minutes after. <laughs> to like acknowledge that it was him yeah i was like in lakewood i was heading to the theater Uh-oh. to go see detective pikachu and this dude like zipped past me yelling guns up and i was like this is how i'm gonna die <laughs> like ticket in a hand to go see detective pikachu <laughs> guns up and like nope nope damn it uh, he died doing what he loved <laughs> watching detective P- okay so you just mentioned detective pikachu you're wearing a teenage mutant ninja squirtles shirt damn right so you a big old pokemon fan then i Kind of. Okay. I enjoy, like, the original Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon hipster here. Yeah, I don't follow, like, the new games at all. All right. I understand that. There's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. There's a lot. Like, I play red, blue, and yellow. Like, probably once a year, we'll dust off, like, my old Game Boy Color. And go back through and, like, play the game again. And it's always on some random whim where somebody will be like, yeah, like, this guy on YouTube, like, beat Pokemon Yellow using only a Ditto. And I'm like, that's weird. I wonder how far I could get. And there's that nostalgia going back into it. It's a familiarity when you've been doing yeah. it for that long. You're like, I want to try this something else. You want to try a different thing. I get that with like Skyrim or something See, or like that's a lot what of video I games. I was going to say, you give me shit for not playing games, right? But yeah. Skyrim, like I will take an RPG like that mm-hmm. and, and I will play like one type of character and play all the way through and then turn around and just pick a totally different type of character and play all the way through. And I have certain ones I like, right? Mm-hmm. And then other ones where you get a few in and you're like, who, whoever plays a sorcerer, this is the dumbest thing ever, right? And I just scrap <laughs> them or like, whatever, right? Like yeah. it's usually magic. I hate magic. Stupid. For magic. Why do you hate magic? Because it's dumb. Like but... magic like in the like fantasy sense or yeah. like ma- okay not magic sense. like prestidigitation we're like you just used a word that he doesn't know oh could you tell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the the deafening silence yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. do you mean yeah. like magic like um like, like physical magic like david blaine houdini uh, Penn and Teller. um i mean it's fun it can be yeah. fun yeah would Some... you do magic no i actually absolutely hate all magicians really? except Penn and Teller. 
Oh, now, okay. is it because they kind of like reveal a little bit of what they're doing or like kind of lambasted a little bit? I love Penn and Teller, yeah, because they're genuine about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. At no point do they pretend they have mystical, magical powers. Yeah. And because they like reveal their tricks, mm-hmm. they purposely make the like the act extra complicated so that you're impressed when they reveal how they did it. Yeah. Versus like, oh, I just dropped this in a pocket and he pulled it out. Like they have like a whole like thing <laughs> yeah. to it. But the thing I hate is like professional wrestling in 2019 has admitted that wrestling is like a work. And yes. it's a show what? and like Wait, hold on. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, spoilers for all. We have to take a break while we consult joking. Scott. Just but like in 20, there's still magicians in 2019. Like David Blaine, like wants people to believe he has magical powers that he can sit in a tube and not breathe air for but, seven years. But doesn't David Blaine own his own island? Yeah, he should fucking stay there. I'm yeah, just, I was saying I'm just, David I'm just, Blaine's ass. I saw him. Okay, I am. Oh, we got a we got 100%. our first we got our first. Uh, I'm gonna show Ethan him HD a magic shout trip. out call out right there. Number one. I think if you David own your Blaine. own island, you can tell people you have magic powers. I think that's probably fair. My beef with David Blaine <laughs> is is street magic. Oh. I already don't like the weird stuff he does where he like freezes himself in a cube and all. That. Oh, because okay. David Blaine doesn't. Because that's like technically magic. That's just like an endurance thing. Like. What I hate is he'll go like to like some suburb of Atlanta where it's like just like the hood, mm-hmm. and he knows that like black people are terrified of magic. And <laughs> that is true because he did go to like Haiti or somewhere, right? Because we were talking voodoo earlier, oh. but he had one where he went to like Haiti and people were freaking out and like running away. That's not from cool. Him. Yeah, yeah well, he'll, he'll find people like genuinely like yeah. strongly religious and like believe in miracles, yeah. oh, and then he'll be like, "That's shitty." And then he'll walk up to him and get like nose to nose with them and do like the "I want to show you something." With his dead eyes. First off, if anybody walked up to me on the street, got nose to nose with me and said, I want to show you something, I would show them the nearest hospital. But you're also in like like peak physical condition as well, too. Like like a fatty like me, if someone gets that close, I'm just going to be like, okay, what do you want to see? Because I'm not going to do anything. But like, it's just the weirdest stuff. And like, oh, yeah. but he purposely like targets these people who like, he knows will freak out. Like he's purposely going out of his way to like, mess with people like any of a magician would be like who wants to see magic and then let those people come near him so you don't like the people that just throw the um that make the uh kind of feed the how do you put it like kind of because i was going flat earth oh, oh you're <laughs> how do you feel get, about flat yeah, earth? how do you feel about flat earthers <laughs> that's really where it's going that's love, where i was headed love flat earthers now why i love flat earthers because there is something kind of like heartwarming about somebody who's so incredibly wrong but absolutely dedicated (laughs) Mm -hmm. to like their belief that they will not budge like you cannot Mm -hmm. like provide them enough evidence that they are wrong so you don't think that the guys because well the thing i get all the time when i bring up flat earthers right is i get a lot of um um, that guy's just um selling things to stupid people right and people get mad about that um and and me personally i don't care right like i could care less i just want to know like i want to know his like where he's coming from, right? Maybe that is what he's doing. Maybe he really believes it. I don't know. But I, I want him to tell his story, right? I could care less either way. Um, but oh, yeah. people people really get mad about it. They're like, oh, he's selling things to people that don't know any better. And they're um, promoting anti-science and things like that. They get really mad about it. They do. I mean, and I get that. Like, they're definitely like wrong and like trying to convince people of their wrongness. <laughs> but it's also such yeah. an easy thing to kind of Google and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, and he's not genuinely hurting anyone. But and magic that's my doesn't thing hurt too. anybody either. 
uh, but it kind of does though. <laughs> like, no one's uh, like, no one's ever like gone up to a flat earther and then like, here's proof the earth is flat, and they like ran away screaming. But he will like straight up traumatize these well, that people. That is true. They do he like away. did a trick where he like cut a lady in half like on a park bench. Oh, and the lady see, like not crawled cool. after these people. No, no, no. That's a bad. That's a bad thing. Uh, and like he's traumatizing people. Like he's not a good human being. See, as like I want to watch that video, but I would not want to be participating in that at any point. Like I want to watch that, but I also would feel absolutely terrible for those people. <laughs> but it's kind of it's funny in that horrifying sort of sense. Like it just comes down to that. It's I mean I, I get the appeal of it. Like there's definitely a market for it, which is oh, why yeah. he's had like twenty TV specials. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But. See, I was thinking of Scare Tactics. Do you remember Scare Tactics? Yes. I thought that was a fantastic show, and I would watch it every time. And people on that show, I guarantee there's people that still go to therapy from that show, right? Yeah. Do you ever watch that? I saw a couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, that was the one with, they had, uh, no, Tracy Morgan, I think, did the he reboot. Did. But it was like Shannon Doherty did, like, the first oh, one. I don't remember. I just remember yeah. watching it on Sci-Fi. It was, yeah. like, spooky punked. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, yeah, totally. Like, so you have punk. people in like a van and they have someone dressed as a werewolf outside and they're just flipping out, right? In the van. Yeah, to me, I can't think of anything funnier than that. <laughs> like, to me, I would laugh at that forever. I'm always amazed nobody on those shows ever just got like straight, like punched in the face. I love like, those videos. <laughs> I love it where they scare the shit out of someone and then suddenly they just pop them in the face and the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, well, I scared you. Yeah. So. Dude, there's <laughs> a bunch of those. Like the. Um, uh, there's all those clowns. Well, I was going to yeah. say, pranks, pranks Got Wrong. If you get on YouTube and look up Pranks Got Wrong. Of course. Of course. Yeah, dude. There's people that just go do dumb things. Stepping on people's shoes. Like they go to like a bad part of town and step on their Nikes. That seems like a oh, bad idea. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll throw it down right there. It seems yeah. almost as bad as yelling guns up in Lakewood or Tacoma. Yeah. You're yeah, right it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> I do enjoy the pranks gone wrong. I hate these prank couples, though. I absolutely hate prank couples. Oh, it's the uh, one where they they're they're doing some sort of thing in the middle of anywhere, and it's just between those two, and they're pranking everyone around them. No, they'll like prank each other. They're like it's like, like a, a weird like and back and forth, oh, oh, and it's such an oh. unhealthy relationship. But my yeah. favorite one of all time, <laughs> the only one that validated this genre of YouTube videos existing. <laughs> okay, is it was. It went too far from the get-go. Like, she clearly didn't run this idea by anyone. Oh. <laughs> so her and her, I want to say they were married at the time, her and her husband, her boyfriend, or whatever, live together and obviously share a marital bed. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm going to dress up this dummy in my night clothes, and then I'm going to switch places with it in the middle of the night, and then put on like a hoodie and sweats, pretend to be an intruder, and then stab this dummy oh my until he wakes God. up. And so right off the bat, you're like, nope, yeah, too if, far. If she would have talked to anybody about yeah. that, they would have nipped that right there. It would have been non-existent. Not me. I would have been like, let's do this <laughs> This is shit. a good idea. This yeah. is a great idea. Get a three-camera setup. <laughs> so she does this. So she sets up the camera, rolls out of bed, puts the dummy in place, flips on the lights in the bedroom, starts stabbing this dummy. And this dude, as a normal person would, seeing their, their loved one get stabbed, jumps out of bed, freaks out. Then, and this is where it gets good, <laughs> oh. grabs a box fan oh, and no. throws it at her head <laughs> and nails her, like, so hard with this thing and just drops this girl. Worth it. And then she immediately stops, drops the act and the knife, and then looks at him crying, why would you hit me? <laughs> and then he, realizing 
And like, it is a span of five seconds went from dead asleep to my wife's being stabbed to I hit my wife with a box fan. <laughs> with a box fan. <laughs> breaks down and just cries at, on the bed. Wait, 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 wait. But here's the thing. They still posted it online because yes. you're watching this. Yes, still posted it. <laughs> and that's the worst part is this girl who got hit with a box fan still had the hubris to be like, got him. <laughs> Punk your ass. Like, oh, this will be good for the hits. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Do a lot of those you know they make up, right? You watch them and you're like, you know they're set up from the start. Have oh, you, yeah. Have you ever been tricked by any? Have you ever watched any and then <clears throat> been totally into them? Sorry, I'm a YouTube dork, so I'm a YouTube out on you. So, do you have you ever watched any and been like totally drawn in, and then found out they were fake and just been like total butt hurt? Any? I always assume that every video on YouTube is fake. <laughs> Good call. Like, Not a bad or there's one. some air of like falsehood to it. Okay. Just like, especially knowing now how like that world works, like as far as like how you like kind of steal for like bits from like reality TV, like tricks they use mm-hmm. to cultivate this like false reality that things exist in, and so like. I automatically don't believe anybody who has, especially if it's well filmed. I really don't believe it. <laughs> if it's caught like with a cell phone camera a and gr- it's like five seconds into like a fight, I'm like, this was probably real. That's the that's one of the best things too. So that's what got me. There was a couple of things because I, I watch bounty hunter videos, right? Of course you do. Of course I do. I know. Uh, you do. I love YouTube. <laughs> Look, I spent six weeks at my house doing nothing, just sitting. I yeah. hit the end of YouTube. Yeah. By the point. way, Ethan, he broke his knee yeah, riding a line scooter. Broken. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Little hammered. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> but anyway, um, YouTube videos and uh, bounty hunters. And yes, bounty hunters. <clears throat> this dude I was watching, I was totally into it, right? You watch it, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, you're watching, and you're like, man, they sure are picking up audio from so far away. <laughs> How are they doing that? Oh, wait, I bet they have a mic on them somewhere, huh? Shit, this is fake. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, like, literally that, like train of thought like as soon as i saw one thing and then from then on i was like this is fake right totally ruined it for me but that's like the genius of kind of like this pseudo reality right is like you start off by telling people like four things that are true and then like you can start kind of like peppering in lies after that like all these people now like reality tv especially like you're using real names and like you're giving people like real backstories so people go like oh okay everything so far checks out yeah and then when you start bringing up things that people can't necessarily look into or at this point are so engrossed in like believing that they're being told the truth mm-hmm. that they're just like, oh, every other thing must be correct. Yep. So then, when these people are like getting into like fights on like reality shows or like hooking up with each other, you're like, oh, like how could he like, do this to like his wife at home? Like, like clearly he doesn't like really cheating on his wife at home when he knows he's in a house yeah. with, with like thirteen cameras, cameras right. that's going to be aired on like a major network. He's like, ah, she'll never see this. <laughs> They'll edit that part out because that's not the juiciest thing that I've done in the last three weeks. Yeah, so it's all fake, right? But you just, like, tell people, like, a few truths, and then you, like, sneak in the lies. And then by the time, like, you get to the big lies at the end, everything's so absolutely insane. But you're like, well, everything else seems to check out. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you should run for president right now. Yeah, I don't no, know why. I'd vote for you. I'd but I, you. I feel like you've got it all worked out. You're like, look, dude, there's this, you just do the little lies until you get to the big ones, and eventually you're president. No one gives a fuck. And then you win. I will say, though, I before Donald <laughs> Didn't Trump. Didn't argue. He's yeah. like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, all right. Before Donald Trump became president, there were so many things I thought like I would never be able to get away with. Only in the sense that like my Twitter gets pretty dark. And I don't have like – I'm like 6,000 tweets in. So it's too late to like go back and start like trying to like – 
find which ones are the bad ones. Tweetdeleter.com. Yeah. They're just, they're out there. Is that they're a thing? Out there. Well, that's a thing. That's really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they'll just go and purge your whole Twitter and they'll look and see if you can find like the dirty words and stuff like Whoa. that. It's it's really, it, it gets a real kind of Bible belty at some point, but in there's like, oh, you said hell at this one point. That's I'm so like, weird. I'm okay that's with a that. Thing, man. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but that oh, is yeah. weird. Yeah. And so I've given up on that. But then when he became president, and he, all these crazy, terrible things came out. And not even just tweets, but like videos, audio recordings, like court testimonials. And none of it affected him. I was like, there's nothing you can say. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can I can say and do virtually whatever. Like, there's that SNL uh, guy who just got hired. Yeah, he was saying some horrifying like, things. Yeah. Like, really, really messed up stuff. I and don't like, know about him, but I want to hear these things. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I think they scrubbed the podcast. <laughs> but a little bitches. too late, because everyone actually has transcripts and stuff, so. Yeah, there's still, like, videos and recordings. I, well, I would like whatever. to hear him to put them in context, you know what I mean? Oh. And then that's kind of the hard thing to do, they too. They might be funny. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Well, well, here, let me quote them, since my career, <laughs> my career either, apparently. Dude. That, yeah. Chappelle on his show. Sorry, that dude. I, his I comedy s- special was fantastic. I saw him I live. I saw him live at the Tacoma Dome with him and Joe Rogan, and it was it was interesting because they have a very strict no cell phone policy. And I get it because he even explains it in the Netflix special. Uh, is that you can take a fifteen to thirty second snippet of what he says, and you're missing the entire context of a joke. You might not think the joke is funny, but that's just up to you and your determination of it. It's still him putting out his work of art in well, however which yeah. way you want to deal with that. That's that's on you at that point. And I think that's the weirdest part about all of this is that we're taking snippets of everything and we're saying this is bad and now this person is bad. And I, I don't want that to be how the world works. Right. And yet right now, this is kind of where we're at. I mean, it's a dangerous time, but I think also like the double-edged sword to it is on one hand, like it's very easy for somebody to like take one tweet and say like, this sums you up. Like Mm -hmm. this sums up how you feel about this group or like this, this social injustice going on. But on the flip side, it's so easy now to like communicate with your fan base Yes, that it's so easy to just come out and just publicly apologize and not have to like call a press conference or call people magazine and have them mince your words and like angle it how they want. It's very easy to just like go on Instagram. Like Kevin Hart, like uh, it was a year ago, cheated on his wife and got caught Mm -hmm. and the girl like filmed him. and was basically like, give me a ton of money or like, I'm going to send this video out. And Kevin Hart, like a G, I don't negotiate with terrorists. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And he went on Instagram and just said like, this is what happened. I made a terrible mistake. I, and like, he put it all out there on Instagram for all his fans to read. And he like beat her to the punch. Yeah. And that's what you ha- kind of have to do at that point. And it kind of, I, I, I just feel it sucks. Like anybody of any modicum of celebrity has to be able to do that. But at the same point, I guess you you have to, and you have to deal with that. And it's the changing tides of technology and how people are dealing with all the di- different technology. Oh, all the time. Like I, I put out a tweet recently, and it, again, a little edgy. Mm-hmm. But again, I was like, it's Trump's America now. We can yeah. tweet whatever we want. <laughs> and so all I tweeted was like, wow, oh, this no, all I tweeted was, wow, this summer really flew, flew by. I can't believe it's already back to school shooting season, <laughs> which I mean, it would be it would be slightly uh, uh, offensive and it's going to be a little bit. It's dark. But I mean, if it wasn't happening every fucking day, like and all that, this stuff is happening so frequently that come on. And that's kind of my point is, like, yeah. it's just we're we're at a point now as a country. We're just like we know, like once September starts here, come all the mass shootings again. And so it wasn't like a joke about like kids getting shot, but kind of like our 
overall apathy to yeah. the situation. But there were people who tweeted back at me, be like, that's really low that you'd make fun of kids being killed. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not really what it's about. And I was like, and if you really want to be mad about something, like, here's a bunch of, like, gun violence statistics to be mad about instead of, like, this tweet. Just respond back with the stats on gun violence statistics. You're like, yeah, suck it. Yeah. And especially because, like, uh, like, I already love New Zealand as a country. I went there last year. Really? I was there for three months. I was coaching at Bad Luck Fale's Dojo. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. New Zealand and India, too, right? Didn't you go to India as well? The year before, yeah. I was in India for six months at Great College School. How cool is that? What? New Zealand is incredible it is literally like hawaii with canadian people really like it is that level of like friendliness and politeness sounds like the perfect place on earth well if you've just ever been around like (laughs) no yeah yeah. no this sounds amazing well just islanders in general Mm -hmm. like are Mm -hmm. just the nicest people in the world Mm -hmm. right like you're automatically family within five seconds of meeting them absolutely and and they remember you like they will like remember you like it's great and so it's that kind of like politeness and kindness and friendliness. And so I remember when they had that mass shooting at this mosque. Yes. And again, like I already love New Zealand as a country, as people. And then when that happened and the entire country said, yo, we're not Islamophobic. We are not anti-Muslim. And that was a statement they made like as a country. Mm-hmm. Like they had like a female, I think it's a prime minister of they have over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she went on maternity leave and nobody cared. Hmm. Like it was not a thing. It's just shouldn't life. be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just life. It's like these are things that occur, and like you have maternity leave at any other job. Why wouldn't you have it as a prime minister? Right. And why would that discount you from doing anything? Yeah, it's just it's the like I've always wanted. One of the most there. forward countries I've ever been to. Also, it's so much like the Northwest weather wise. Really nice. It is like it's cold, but it's never like freezing cold. Like it's hot, but it's never like unbearably hot. The selling factor has been for uh, the wife and I because it's uh, it's been on the list. Uh, our the Lord of the Rings Hobbit holes, yep. like like I mean, it's like we got to go. Like that, that's the main selling point. But just even looking at just how beautiful it is and some of the just the pictures that I've seen, it's like I know that this is not going to do it justice. It's the same reason why we went to Yellowstone is because I saw a picture on the internet. I thought it was fake. My wife showed me it was not <laughs> fake. So I was like, well, I need to see this in person then. And so this Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the 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 prismatic uh, springs. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Because it's just like they showed a – it was a Google mask because my stupid TV has the Google uh, fire – The screensaver thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, so nice. it goes through and I was like, that's not real because it's just a big piece of water with rainbows around it. And she's like, no, you idiot. Here it is right here. I was like <laughs> – I was like – that's uh, like that's like a sixteen hour drive. We could we're going. We we're gonna go. And we ended up doing it. It was fantastic. But it's that same thing. It's like you see the beauty of New Zealand and just the way you're talking with the hospitality and everything like that. It's like all in. I wanna I I need to do this. Yeah. And it's very green. Like there's something in their law yes. where like X amount percentage of their landmass has to maintain green. Really? The only drawback to New Zealand. I, I lived in the North Island when I was out there. I never okay. got to go to the South Island. That's where, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The North Island's where they film Power Rangers. So, like... <laughs> oh, that's why you were in on that. Yeah. So that was, that was <laughs> yeah. the reason I wanted to go. And so the one drawback, and I found this out when I went to their history museum, is that in New Zealand, because like, it's, like, New Zealand exists because volcanoes erupted, mm-hmm. and that's just the landmass that, like, oh, okay. it's like Hawaii. All right, yeah. Like, it's just volcanic landmass. So there's still active volcanoes. Oh. And in the War Museum, they have this, like, volcano simulator of, like, what would happen if, like, a volcano erupted? And it's just, like, a big living room, and there's a TV, and there's a guy, like, from the real news, like, that you would watch at, like, home, 
that recorded this like fake news broadcast of like, yo, this volcano is going to erupt. And then there's a big bay window that's like a TV screen. Yeah. And in the distance, you see the volcano erupt. And then you just see the ash cloud rush towards you. And then the room shakes and like the lights start flickering. And then everything just goes dark. And the end story is literally, if a volcano were to erupt in New Zealand, on the North Island, there would not be enough time between knowing it's going to erupt to evacuate everybody from the island. So most people just would die. But I love that they have a simulator of what it will be like to die when so, the volcano so erupts. So now you're going to die. <laughs> You've got, never mind, you're dead. Because it's a simulator wow. of like what would happen. And it's like, oh, you'd just sit in your house and die. Dude, that's so much worse than the Lahar siren that you hear go up. <laughs> like you hear the siren once a month in Puyallup and you're like, that's terrible. It makes me rip, but a simulator well, would make me. Yeah. Even, oh, my goodness. Yeah. At that point. But I mean, with Puyallup and the Lahar, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I mean they say you have an hour. Okay, good I luck. I keep crossing my fingers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you, an hour. You have an hour of sitting in traffic. Okay. Of, run, of walking or running down the street. <laughs> We're going to have a, a volcano guy on. And he's going to tell you it's not as bad as you think it is, Justin. It's worse. Yeah. <laughs> he probably. Yeah. I'm expecting that. Yeah. That's but that's going to be kind of terrifying because you're just on a big island. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. like no way to evacuate the entire island. So you like, you would just, pretty much everybody would die. And then I like walked out of that museum and I am shook. <laughs> and there was like a good like six hours after that where I was just like looking around and being like, yeah, this would be where I die. Well, there's been plenty of times. I mean, we're super close to Rainier, and that's yeah. with the, like the Lahar stuff. Where I've been driving, and I'm just like, "What would I do if that just went up right now?" Because I'm stuck in traffic and nothing's going on, and I'm just like looking at it. And I'm like, "Well, where I'm? No, I'm still screwed." Like it's just one of those things where you just <laughs> you, you've just realized it at that point. Yeah, that just you're... turn up your music and sing along, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that last song, bro. Because we are still in. Uh... Now, why were you in New Zealand? So, in addition to just being a pro wrestler, mm -hmm. I'm also, I like to think so, I'm very good at teaching wrestling. All right. And, like, I coach it. And so, previously, I went to, like, India for six months, and Greg Colley's a former WWE champion. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hired me to come out there. That's amazing. Teach his students and everything. And then, that next year, Bad Luck Folly opened up a dojo out in New Zealand. And he wrestles for, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wow, okay. Which yeah. is, like, slowly just taking over, like, the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, their style that they've innovated is kind of been the style that everybody's like slowly starting to copy really okay but you have to be crazy athletic to do it like there's no way around it so there's always gonna be people who are just like yeah i'm not gonna do that like, <laughs> that's a lot of running and like a lot of getting hit like but so i got brought out there and i was the the very first like uh i guess foreign coach to come out there and wow teach congratulations there. thank you like yeah that's a status symbol right there yeah right on dude and so yeah so i was out there for three months just like training his students and it was so I would say so different than what I was used to, mm -hmm. but over there, like he was very insistent on like conditioning. Like they want you to be an athlete first and foremost before you learn how to wrestle. So we would train like three hours a day and that first hour would just be conditioning. And it would be mm. like do a thousand squats and then do like a hundred pushups and then do like a hundred leg raises and then like do another hundred jumping squats. Those are numbers that are just incomprehensible to me as a guy who sits and plays video games a hundred dude it's not that big it's take 10 tens okay yeah 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 until you get about uh 20 into no, i'm not those, saying like, i could I do life. it i'm oh, just okay. saying i know the number okay I, I know the number but i'm just talking about the physical exertion is you could do it man it just take you a couple days <laughs> yeah. it's rough and like i'm a big fan of like as a coach to like get in there and like train with my students 
and part of it is because I still actively wrestle. So like mm-hmm. I, it saves me time from having to just train them and then go later and do the exact same workout. Good call. So a lot of times, and especially if they're like newer to it, like like I've been doing squats. Like I can knock out like five hundred and like I'll break a sweat, but I can go about my day and like I'm not crippled the next day. Mm-hmm. So like. I also have. Don't, I'm not worried about like embarrassing myself either. Like, <laughs> like they're not gonna be like blowing past me. Like this fucking idiot's teaching us. Like, <laughs> so I'm not too worried about that. But I mean, like I do enjoy it, and also it gives me like a good gauge of like how burned out they are. Okay, versus, yeah. Like, if I'm really burned out, I know they have to be really burned out. So like, okay, maybe we'll just go for a jog today, and then like we'll just do some stretches and things like that, and then tomorrow we'll ramp it up again. So you actually pay attention to what your students are doing and you're an active teacher. That's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, because you get these kids who like really want it. Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, you know, like how you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, and yeah. And then like, yeah. you know, after class, they're just laying in their bed, not moving because like everything hurts. So like, it's just a good, ga- to me, it's a good gauge of like seeing where people are at. And you do that locally here as well, correct? I do. Uh, 3 two, one Battle has a school up in Seattle. Oh, right, Ryan, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's right, clever. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Um, and so on Thursdays, I go up there. I teach the advanced wrestling class, and so nice. it's for people who are kind of at the tail end of their training, or like are working shows and just trying to like come up to that next level. Okay. And it's cool because a lot of times, what I do is like, let's say, like I not to name drop, but like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, like did a big tag match with Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I saw like the videos and being a, a, an old school wrestling fan uh, myself, I was like. I was like stoked for you just to be like, oh, my God. First off, he's in Tacoma doing this and you get to you get to perform with him. That's outstanding. Yeah. And just the world's nicest guy, like genuinely like because he, he was definitely at a point where he knows that like he's set and he's retiring at the end of this year. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Being able to do that landmark event before, you know, goes away. Yeah. I, I thought that's why they wanted to keep me away from him. I was like, <laughs> we don't want you to like, drop him on his head or something. And then like. Is retire early and like way to go, <laughs> but like he clearly knows like who he is as a persona and as a character and like where he fits into wrestling. He's a like he's a set guy. Yeah, nothing is going to ever damage his legacy. Mm-hmm. And so I put out a tweet and I was like, on because everybody was asking me like, are you nervous wrestling Jushin Liger? And so I tweeted the thing I'm most nervous about is tweeting about him and acts an autocorrect going calling him Justin Thunder Liger. Right, and then everybody like wrestling internet Twitter just being like. You're an idiot. Like, you don't even know who he is and you're going to wrestle him. And so that was like my biggest fear. And so, like, somebody as a joke tweeted me a picture of like Justin Bieber with like the Liger, like hair and like horns. Are you serious? And I was laughing and he was like right next to me. So I like, I turned and like showed him. And then he just like hands on his knees, like, just leans forward laughing hysterically. Nice. And he knows who, like, <laughs> Justin Bieber is. Yeah, like, somebody yeah. asked him, do you know who that is? He's like, I know Justin Bieber. And I was oh. <laughs> That's cool. Like, just to be able to have that moment with him. Just like a, I, I guess just like a real moment. Because you'll put people up there, and I don't know, maybe, like, with anybody out there, you'll put them up on a pedestal because it's it's someone that you've uh, aspired to be or be like. And just being able to be in the same room and share a moment, that's got to be – I don't want to say it's better than actually doing the performance with them because at this point, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> but it's it's still a fun, personable moment. Yeah, it was totally cool. And it was this kind of like weird – this weird thing I never would have imagined would have happened in wrestling of like me being in a room with Jushin Liger – Showing him a Photoshop photo. <laughs> so I mean, this is what it would look like if Justin Bieber were you. Is that like your most, uh, like, what the fuck wrestling moment at this point in time in your life? 
Like you've you've done a bunch of stuff. You've traveled a lot, and you've been able to do some really amazing things. Uh, is something like that the the pinnacle of that, or is there something else that you can think of? It's definitely up there. Showing the great Kali how Snapchat works <laughs> is up there. Did you see him with a bunch of different filters on and stuff? I did because I was like, I was taking a picture. I was taking a picture like. Like, I just finished working out, and, like, me and him would go to the gym a lot of times, like, the same time. Like, not working out together, but we'd just end up there. Mm-hmm. And so we're both stretching out, and I was, like, taking pictures, and he's like, oh, for Facebook? I was like, for Snapchat. And he kind of looked at me, and I was like, you ever use Snapchat? He's like, no. So I took a picture of him and put, like, a filter on it, and he, like, looks at it for a moment, and then just kind of, like, pushes the phone down a little bit, and he's like, never nope. again. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he's, he's just looking at himself like a kitten filter. Oh. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, a cool one. Yeah. And he just kind of looks like, mm, no. no. That's about how I felt about Snapchat. <laughs> Are you fr- active on Snapchat or any of those? I'm or? very active okay. on Snapchat. Right on. Like, I, I, it's not that I don't understand it. I'm just, I, I don't like those filters. You're just old. I am old. Yeah, at some point, you tap out of whatever technology, and you just start calling it the whatever are you oh. active on the snapchat the snapchats yeah, that's, that's where you're at. adding an s to the end of it yep, on that yep oh fuck i'm old yep yeah i got a whole library of facebooks kid if you want to <laughs> come over and see them you got all the facebooks Hey, it's Justin for the Union Club in Tacoma. And what is the Union Club? At the heart of it, it is a co-working space that is nice enough to let us actually record here, which is awesome. It is a spot where you can get a cafe membership, which is meaning that from 9 to 5 in the morning, you can have yourself a working space all the way up to your own private office. One of the beautiful things about this is that all levels of members get the beautiful view. They have print, scan, and copy services with Internet and utilities included. You can get an incoming mail service. So if you need a business address, it's right there. Free coffee, tea, and purified water. Access to the conference room. And, of course, all of the monthly events. If you want to hold your own event, anybody can do so. But with membership, you get a cheaper pricing, which is always good. If you want some information or to schedule a tour, head over to www.unionclubtacoma.com. This is also where you can get links to their social media and you you can see pictures of the location, how much personality this place really, really has, how awesome it is, and then maybe get yourself a tour. Again, check them out at UnionClubTacoma.com. You did mention uh, uh, wrestling fans on the internet. And you talked about the accessibility, but getting that kind of, I don't know, they seem along the same lines as uh, Star Wars fans for me. I mean, I remember at one point I mentioned something about... Uh, the the planet of Endor and I got destroyed because it's the forest moon of it's Endor <laughs> and so it's like one of those ones. Do you feel it? it is it one of those things that you just kind of take uh, with the with the sport or that you kind of have to deal with and kind of deal with the comic book guys or do you actively like tell the guys to piss off or anything like that? Because every once in a while I get pissed and I'm just like I don't care what you have to say. F off. If it's online, a lot of times I'll just ignore them. If it's face to face, a lot of times I will egg them on, <laughs> and I will like encourage them to keep going, because like to me, there's nothing better than like somebody who's like a wrestling fan telling you how like wrestling works, <laughs> especially like, and I don't mind if they're just like, oh, I understand how wrestling works to an extent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when they're like, man, you know what you should do for a finisher? I'm like, <laughs> oh my man, oh, oh what lay should it on I do? Me. What should Please. I do? And it's always something like so implausibly dangerous or something that requires like so much athletic skill. And it's like, so one, like you've seen me wrestle. So you have to like a rough idea of like what what I can do. (laughs) 
And you clearly know that, like, the goal in wrestling is not to actually hurt someone. So why would you pitch to me this, like, impossibly dangerous move that, like, could only end in me hurting this person? Because it would look really cool. Yeah. Someone's got to do it, man. That's, yeah, always, right? that's always the answer, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've never seen anyone do it. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I wonder why. There's a reason for that. Yeah. I, I, I've loved pro wrestling since I was uh, a little kid. And I've been really stoked to see the fact that in, in the Pacific Northwest, it's gotten a boom. And there are so many promotions going out there right now. It's got to be kind of fun just to be able to see all of that going on just in your backyard. It's very cool. And especially because, like, in Washington especially, because the way the Athletic Commission was for so long, like, unless you were WWE, financially, it just wasn't feasible to, mm-hmm. to run a wrestling show in Washington. And there was a lot of, like, limitations on what you could do. And, like, to get somebody licensed to wrestle in Washington also was so much, like, work. There was no point in bringing somebody in for, like, one show. Like, there was no point in, like, flying in somebody. Yeah. Making get, like, blood work and a physical and all these things just to have them wrestle They treated it a lot show. like boxing. Yeah, we were grouped in with boxing and MMA. Which... Not even close. No, no, not in the slightest. Yeah. And so they finally like revised the law. So there's kind of like uh, a subsection for like indie wrestling. So like ah, okay. WWE still abides by like their their mm-hmm. set of rules. And then independent wrestling has kind of like a their own set. Ah, okay, okay. And so it makes it a lot more feasible now to like bring in like outside indie talent and not be like, but before you come up here, you have to get this done, this done, this done, and this done. Because the guy's going to be like, no. Yeah. Yeah, you can just buy a plane ticket and be like, all right, we'll see you on Saturday. Cool. So it makes things a lot easier. And the commission just lightened up on a lot of things too and let it like be a performance art. So now we're able to like go outside the ring and like there's a lot of things we just weren't able to do before that now we can do. Well, and I remember three, two, one battle uh, being uh, before that was uh, essentially Seattle Semi Pro, mm-hmm. and then got uh, 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 the uh, the the oh, what is the pencil? Oh, they had the pe- pencil championship too, the pencil cracking championships too, oh, as well. Yeah, like for a little while. Fighting, yeah. yeah, yeah, the pencil fighting because they it was it was a whole huge battle where they shut down. <laughs> like, there's a whole documentary out there. Pencil fighting. Yeah, yeah. Just look up uh, Revenge of the Banana. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Okay, and it's a it's all those it, things make sense to me. No, but pencil it's, fighting, but it, Revenge of the Banana. It, it talks I, about I see the it, train it just, of thought, but it talks about exactly what Ethan is uh, mentioning there about the old school, like how it how it was, like people just totally crapped all over it in terms of oh yeah, it's it's a it's a full on contact sport, and you're like it's a athletic performance, you guys. Yeah, and now and I think 2019 even helps that a lot. Just so you're talking about how everyone is cognizant of the fact that it is a performance, and these guys are doing these feats of athleticism, but you're they're not beating the snot out of each other. Yeah, like I always explain to people like in MMA, if you hurt your opponent, you're very good at what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In pro wrestling, if you hurt your opponent. You're very bad at what you do. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to protect them as you're doing these feats. Yeah, like the the trick or like the art is like beating on somebody and not killing them. It's sawing the woman in half. <laughs> if you just really yeah. cut a woman in half, like you know, it's not a magic trick. You're just like a murderer. You're just killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're very. You're a very bad magician. <laughs> but a good murderer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of works out on that. Yeah. <laughs> 
What was, was that, that, Jeff? What was that, Jeff? Hold on, Jeff. I think your mic's off, bro. Yeah, I Is turned it? you down. Oh, I see. Because oh, you're chewing over Justin there. turned you yeah. down. <laughs> we'll fix this. That's why otters are not magicians. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All you, of that for the much. otter yeah. chat. Yeah, uh, that was a far reach. Yeah, don't worry about that. He's a, Jeff's put off by otters and has, as such, put all of us off of otters. They're the sexual <laughs> deviants of the uh, natural world. They're terrible. They're horrifying. We had a guy try to convince us that otters were great. No. No. We were on a road trip, and we were driving back from Portland, and it was four of us. We're outside of Burgerville, and we were eating Is that outside. A place, Burgerville? Burgerville. No, it, well, Burgerville, USA. Oh, three yeah. good burgers. I want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> you on, can. Sounds delicious. And we we're like over by this. We're over by this river, and this like weird like local like guy comes up to us, and he's like, "You know, there's otters in that river," and we're like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, yeah, there's a whole mess of them, and they take the food and they crack it on their chest and then they eat it off." And he's like, just explaining to us like everything about otters, like, "Oh yeah, cool, cool, cool," and then just like he just wandered off. Like he Did not wanted... be candy or anything weird. No, he just wanted to know how, oh, how he dope otters were. Some otter facts. Yeah, and then just like went about his way. Yeah, well, we learned about the dark underbelly of the otter when we had uh, Susan from the Point to Find Zoo and Aquarium on, and Jeff decided to bring up otters. And mm, it, no, they're just they're they're they're, they're very rapey. Yeah, it's like a real horrifying. A thing, group actually. of otters, I believe, is called a fraternity for that reason it makes sense it really makes <laughs> sense uh we haven't really discussed a lot about the pro wrestling stuff which is kind of fun because i mean like seriously like we were talking about before is like you can go to any podcast and listen about the history of that but you're still doing stuff in the pacific northwest and abroad as well i've seen you fly out to a couple of different places so you're traveling all over right yeah i was just in san francisco last week for west coast pro wrestling which is like just this really cool like india i think they've only been around i think since the start of this year interesting and it's cool because, like, it definitely has kind of that pro wrestling gorilla kind of vibe where, like, the venue, like, the venue, for whatever reason, like, it's a ballroom, but it's set up like a Spanish villa. All right. Which That's makes sense. Fun. It makes sense with the neighborhood it's in. Okay. But it's really weird for, like, wrestling because, like, so, like, the outside is all, like, fake sides of houses and like, windows and, like, with terracotta roofs. That's kind of nice. And I'm not gonna lie, for like a good 30 minutes when we got to that building, I was like, do any of these windows open? <laughs> like, if I can like make my entrance through, through one of these window windows, windows, or just like during the middle of the match, just like leak, I'm like, oh, shut up, what the, what the fire thing? And like, <laughs> pop back in, like it's like Rowan and Martin's laughing. Yeah. Like, that was my dream, but it's it's all. Damn it. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> but it was the most I've ever like really like just wandered around a building aimlessly. That's like, just, cool. like, testing, like, windows and doors. Does this work? Is there a <laughs> hidden door over here? I climb up, like, one of these, like, fake roofs. And, like... But the wrestling is, is amazing. And what's great, too, is he finds these guys that are kind of, like, on the cusp of breaking out. And he's, the really big selling point, too, is, like, tag team wrestling. Like, we went over there and had, like, just an insane 20-minute tag match. It was me and my tag partner, Mike, is the guns. And mm-hmm. wrestling, the 1%. It was yeah, Rel Nelson that. and Royce Isaacs. And it just went absolutely nuts. And did like a doomsday device to the outside. Really? Which, okay. So everybody knows wrestling's work. And so guys plan out stuff. So I've known Jarrell for like at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I've known Royce for maybe like four or five. And I came up to him and was like, I have this idea. I want to do a doomsday device to the outside. So Michael get Jarrell up on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I picked, I wanted to be Jarrell because I knew if anything went wrong, he wouldn't stop being my friend over it. <laughs> like we know each other too long now. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to dive through the ropes like, like, like a tope suicida, and I'm going to knock you off Mike's shoulders, and you're just going to land on Royce. 
Wow. And she was like, I don't know, man. And it seems pretty sketchy. And I was like, no, he'll just catch you. And he was like, I don't know, man. Like, well, let's see how many people are out there. And like, if there's a lot of people, we'll do it. And so like, we're if going. there's a lot of people, it's worth it. And so we go to the back <laughs> as like, they're letting people in. And we're like talking over the match and like something, something, something. Boom. And then Mikey Michelle is like, all right. And then Doomsday device to the outside. Right, Jarrell? Uh, if it's there. I'm like, oh, it'll be there. <laughs> like, oh, it'll be if there. it's there. It's like, now you've given me the window. Yep. It's happening. And so it's go time. The match is happening. She rails up on Mike's shoulders. And I'm like, oh, hell yes. We're doing this. And it had kind of crossed my mind. Like, how am I going to figure out how to land on this? Because normally, <laughs> like, when you dive through the ropes, there's somebody there to catch you. Yeah, but now there's not because Mike's holding up Jarrell, and then Royce is standing behind Jarrell, and so Jarrell fall on him. Yeah, so I'm just gonna dive through and like, however I land, I land, and so straight up, like, just hit the ropes, dove through, like, shoved Jarrell over, and then just like shoulder check this chair. Oh. oh, so I have a pretty sweet like bruise going on, <laughs> and that's like, I mean, people are like, wrestling's not real or whatever, and oh, it's dude. obviously at this point, like in time in like 2019, most people aren't really going to be stressing on that unless they say it ironically. But I mean, the injuries are still definitely you're still putting yourself out there. Oh yeah, and it's just a hardwood floor, like it's a ballroom, oh, so like dude. there's no nothing to break my fall. So like I eat this chair or whatever, and I just remember like I finished the match or whatever. It was fine. I didn't realize I was how banged up I was till I got like to the hotel. But I just remember being like, see, Jarrell, it was fine. No one got hurt as I can feel my shoulder like swelling up. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, on local, on, uh, not on local, on social media, uh, Real Ethan HD on Twitter, uh, Ethan HD 312 on Instagram. On Instagram and Snapchat. And Snapchat. Easy way to find that. And I really do suggest following you uh, on Twitter for the amazing content because I'm always entertained by that. And then the the photos on Instagram are <laughs> fantastic. Like, uh, I, it's just some of the fun shots that be able to see you and just like mid flip or anything along those lines. It's really good. Like, it's really cool just to be able to see the, the athleticism with that. I don't know, man. I, th- I think you're pretty cool with all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I dig it. Are you saying he's handsome? handsome? Is I that think he's saying? a handsome decent looking guy. Aww, I think he's a decent looking guy. I like, I like guy. your pictures. You got good form. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You're good all with that. your shirt off and that belt on. I like that. <laughs> now, you also, I just want to throw this out there because I thought it was cool. You got a sponsorship. I do. Uh, I recently got a buttload of cases of All In, which is at local energy drink. Is it local? It, they're based out of Seattle. Oh, nice. Okay. I didn't even realize that. I just, it was funny because I was like, we we're like, I was like, we can get you a beer or something. He's like, no, I brought my own drink. And it's like, <laughs> how much do you have? A lot of it. So how did this even come to be? Uh, I tagged them like in a few like posts on social media or whatever. And uh, one of the, the owners reached out to me and he reached out to his personal account at first. And he's like, hey, like, you know, thanks for the love or whatever. Like, can I send you a few cases? And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, like, can you, like, send me a DM from, like, the official account just so So I know know it's not just some random person? Just give my address to, like, somebody's going to murder me. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I wouldn't risk my life and my, like, girlfriend's life to get some free stuff. (laughs) For sure. All damn day. But, like, you know, if I don't have to. Yeah, right. And so then he, like, did me from the professional account or whatever. And then, like. Yeah, and I'm just getting like he like dropped it like ten cases. Nice, and it's congratulations. Awesome. I, and I personally, I love the stuff. Like, I ended up probably when I'm drinking the ten cases, even if I had to buy them myself. Yeah, but like, what I enjoy most about it is that it's there's not a lot of like weird like chemicals and stuff and like preservatives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, and I don't mean this as a derogatory term. Okay, it's like the white claw of energy drinks. Oh, like yeah. okay, yeah. like it's very light, mm-hmm. and, but it still has like all the caffeine and everything of like yeah. an energy drink. But I also don't feel like 
I've chugged like 16 ounces of like all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. And that's like one of those things too. Like when you're doing like, I, I remember being super into energy drinks and there were some of them out there where they're like, you know, those will give you ulcers. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And I'm like looking at the ingredients and I'm like, I don't understand any of these. Oh crap. Yeah. And then this one's like, like green tea and like nice. caffeine and like, I think like maybe 10 ingredients and they're all stuff that like I've heard of, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> I just thought it was super cool that you were just like, hey, guys, I'm drinking this. And they're like, here, have some more. <laughs> have all of it. And maybe take a picture or two. And you're like, all right, this works out. Yeah. It's kind of the beauty of social media on that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to bring up the reason, like, uh, I-, I was super stoked the fact that you're, uh, you're in Tacoma. And I just, like, every once in a while, you'll have just the hashtag 253 on some of your posts. Mm-hmm. And you'll be hitting up some of that stuff. So I just love the fact that yeah, you're down in Tacoma. How long have you been in Tacoma proper? Uh, almost my entire life. Oh, okay, I was, okay, I was sweet. Born in Tacoma. Oh, and nice. Lived in, like, All right, Lakewood and Gig Harbor. All right, for yeah, a little bit. South Sound's still the same thing. Yeah, but I love it, and I always love that. Like, it's like Tacoma is the New York of Washington. Oh, in the sense that, like, if you tell people like you're from New York, people go like, "Oh, they're a hard ass." Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's like mm-hmm. kind of the same thing if you like tell people like, "Oh, yeah, I'm from Tacoma," and like, "Oh man, are you afraid of getting murdered out there?" And it's like, no, but I guess. It's like, sure. Yeah. But also, like, I'll take the crime rate over having to only go, like, five minutes to a concert. Yes. Like... And that's, uh, that's like, one of the beauties of it. It was uh, about three years ago, I moved back to Tacoma uh, with my wife, who came by way of Bothell, uh, Seattle by Bothell. And so, culture shock. Absolutely and totally. And I just had to, like, tell her. It was like, don't worry. People don't mean anything, but they will absolutely 100% talk to you whether you want them to or not, at any point in time, you may have to decline some uh, some meat from a trunk that someone's trying to sell at a gas station or a front door like a week living into our house. Why decline it, bro? Just see what they so got. Don't trust the trunk meat. <laughs> Dude, no, they might got something just good. Don't, just don't know. do it. No, right? no, no. They'll bait and switch you on that one. Yeah, don't worry about that. But it was the fun part of like, yeah, you can like at most places you can hop onto a, a hop on a freeway and boom, you're like right where you need to be. Yeah. And there's so many cool venues down here. There's some great ones that have been able to see some amazing shows. So every time I see you, even you just doing a post of like having a dinner somewhere like a Sato or anything like that, I'm like, all right, this is sweet. I'm like super happy. Yeah, I love Tacoma. Like I couldn't imagine moving. Like, yeah. I've, I've been damn near all over the entire world. And like, yeah, it's just it's such a perfect mix of kind of everything. Like you're not too far from anything. Mm-hmm. And there's always something going on. Yes. And it does like. For being a major city, it has like a genuine sense of community. Mm-hmm. And so I also kind of appreciate that. Whereas like Seattle's known for like the Seattle freeze or whatever. Yeah. And like Tacoma kind of has like a sense of community. Like everybody kind of wears it like a badge. Absolutely. Like I hated when they like started calling it Destiny City. Oh, yeah. I was like, because Grit City is like, that's appropriate. Well, and they're trying to just, they were just trying to rebrand it from anything other than. Like I mean, what in it's the, known for? Yeah, I mean, in the seventies and eighties, it was it was rough to say the least, and oh, yeah. it was desolate a lot of the times. But doing the build up and they're building it back up, they're trying with the downtown, and they've been doing it for so long with the Tacoma Art Museum and even just like UW uh, UW Tacoma down here and all of the different things. They want to make it a place that people want to go, and I think they're doing a good job at it. We just got to kind of keep putting the word out there that you're not going to get murdered going to Wright Park, which I mean, in the nineties was kind of plausible oh yeah i don't know and I, but i kind of appreciate that vibe though of like i don't ever want tacoma to be too gentrified yes like i do kind of appreciate that it has like that air of like 
oh, I don't know if I'd go around Tacoma alone at night. Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> but that's just like common sense in general. I like that too. I, it sounds weird, but I like that. I like, um, I like living somewhere where you know if you mouth off too much, you might get slapped. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just makes me feel like, yeah, like it yeah, feels good. There's right? like a certain like beauty yeah. to it. So I, I do appreciate that. And like, and I kind of like the Tacoma. Like, it's nice, but it's still like the capital of broken glass all over the sidewalk mm-hmm. or like the capital of like, <laughs> oh, somebody to pick up after their dog. Oh, that's because it's not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut and, the door, bro. And that's, and that's probably oh. the only thing I I don't like about Tacoma is – and it's not that the, the amount of homeless people we have. I feel like it's this new shift in culture. It comes along with gentrification of like trying to push them out mm-hmm. instead of trying to like bring them up. I agree, yeah. And I get a lot of it is, like, mental health care is expensive. Because there are a lot of people who, like, with mental health issues, that if they don't have family or family can care for them, like, you have to put them somewhere in, like, long-term housing. And it is very expensive. Mm-hmm. But that's also just part of, like, the cost of being a major city. Yep. Like, you have to accept that. And to me, like, it's still a better alternative than just, like, letting them wander the streets. Yeah. Like, and for the amount of money you're going to pay to try to relocate them or to put facilities outside on the edge of town that, like, they're not going to go to. Because if they have to come into the city to, like, panhandle and, like, get food and things like that, yeah, they're on foot. They're not, like, They're not going to be o'clock. going to those things. No, yeah. so they're going to sleep in the city. Whereas, like, before when they had facilities that were, like, in the city, it was a lot more convenient for them. And, like, granted, still a lot of people would sleep kind of wherever they, they could find going to, space. Yeah. But yeah, you put them in these like inconvenient places, like they're just not gonna go. Like uh, in Portland, in there, I want to say it's Chinatown. It might be the International District now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this thing called the right to dream, and you can only go in if you're homeless. Okay, and you can drop off food or clothing or whatever there. Mm-hmm. But it's these like little kind of like stalls in there, and it's just a place for them to sleep that like you can't wow, get okay. like kicked or beat up, and there's always somebody outside watching. Because we stopped there once to like drop off some food. And we were just going to walk in as far as we could until we saw somebody. And somebody, like, stopped us at the entrance. We're like, whoa. You cannot You can't come in if you're you're not homeless. Which was kind of a weird compliment. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, that's going to feel good. How'd you know? That just could have been, like, day one homelessness. Yeah, right. right? They're like, no, don't worry about it. We know. Yeah. So, but I kind of wish Tacoma had something like like that. Yeah. And it's, it's, they have some, like, they have some things, but it's definitely not like that. Um, they'll have, they have, uh, the, the, the facility down off of, right off of, uh, Pacific Avenue, uh, right down there. There's that, but I know it's, it's almost always packed. And it's yeah. one of those things. It's like, you got to start building some new stuff and they are doing a lot of things for, um, youth homelessness as well. Uh, right down on 38th and Portland Avenue, they've just broken ground on a facility that's going to have some urgent care stuff and also some apartments for like, I think, uh, between the ages of like 18 and 24, so it's uh, the kids that got to get out of their houses and are trying to actually build a life. So I, it's one of those things where at least there's some progress going. Yeah. And I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. And I would like to see more things like that happening mm-hmm. versus this like, we're going to ban panhandling here and we're going to outlaw it here. Or like, like Puyallup, who's just like trying to push everybody out. <laughs> jerks. Yeah. Like, they did, too. They, they, they did. Yeah. They yeah. tried to push everybody way out of town. It's like, in, here's a like, ticket just to like somebody you were saying, else. Like, um, they made they, they moved like their um their food bank or whatever outside of town to where like it's an industrial area and no one ever goes right, and that's just a shitty move in general right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I get why they do it. I understand. I mean they're kind of beholden to 
business owners at some point when you look at the city, right? But it's still kind of fucked. Oh, yeah. So, it's yeah. absolutely fucked up. Yeah, I mean, if you're a business owner, you don't want, like, a homeless mm-hmm. person sleeping in front. Because Portland does have that problem. That's, where, like, dude, that's a hard thing. Yeah. I mean, you put a lot of your money and your time and your effort into something, right? And then um, and you have people outside that are scaring off your customers. I can totally see why business owners get mad. Um, I don't know whether it's right or not, right? Like, who am I? Then, yeah, but, that's yeah, the problem. It's it gets fucking that, it's like, hard for both people, right? Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. Yeah. Though I do know um, off of, I want to say it's 19th, there is a 7-Eleven where, like, there's a homeless guy who, like, every now and then, like, will just be there, like, at night sweeping up the the front. Well, nice. there's there's some yeah. cities. Um, so I know New Mexico was doing this. And um, I think I, I want to I, – I think I just read that Minnesota was copying New Mexico's thing where they were actually taking homeless people and, and giving them um, money to do odd jobs around town. So they would have them clean up garbage, just uh, clean up alleyways and they would, they would pay them, you know, minimum wage or whatever, but they actually, you know, they proposed in Seattle. What was that? Making homeless people Wi-Fi hotspots. I'm not even kidding. Oh, God. Like how, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, here's a backpack <laughs> with a your little, Wi-Fi hotspot. Yeah. That's a little weird. It died yeah. pretty quickly, but it was one of those ones that was proposed. <laughs> and I saw that. I remember seeing that article and being like, that's a bad idea. That's it. That's like not a I, good idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it fits Seattle, right? I know You're downtown like, Seattle would a, be the biggest Wi Fi hotspot. Right. Yeah. That, that, that fits. You're like, okay, I can see who that somebody same. came up with that. Like, eh, well, I can dumb. see why someone came up with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can yeah. see that it's the well, the town that it happened in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know it definitely I mean? makes more sense there. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great idea because they actually, I mean, not the hot Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay. okay. But, wait, no, wait, wait, but wait. giving people jobs because a lot of times they, they you know, they like um, they like to earn their own money. They like to earn some things, right? And um, and it, it's worked out for the cities that have done it. And I, I wish there was just more things like that for people, you know? So, I don't know. That's how I was going. Call your congressman or councilman or city councilman. City be, councilman, yeah. yeah. Get on top of that. Do you know your city? You know, you live in Puyallup. I don't even care about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know my city councilman. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right, cool. Personally? Yeah. No, I'm making it all damn. I'm sure he came to my house. They come to my house all the time. I sent sent mine an email once because everyone was really pissed about the rapid transit. Yeah, he did. Well, he answered his Facebook post and then he was like, Can we do this via the email so I can send back an official thing like that? I was like, Oh, yeah, sweet. Cool. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Awesome. But yeah, but doing that at the local level, I think, will help uh, in any sort of thing. Being involved in the communities. I've been trying to since I've bought a house down here. I feel more involved in that, and I want Tacoma to be better. This is why we do this podcast a lot of the times. Is That's to, what you do the podcast. This is why I do it. I know you just do it just to drink over there. And- <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just not into <laughs> politics, honestly. Like, I, I mean, it's one, it's, it's one of the things that I try to stay away from as much as possible, right? I know yeah. you shouldn't. You should probably dive in, but. For me, I just try to stay away. So, yeah. yeah. That and gas station sushi. Oh, oof. Well, you got to bring up the bad stuff. Yeah. You and otters and gas station sushi. I'm just sushi, sushi in general. Yeah, sushi's just, just sushi in general. Sushi's fine. You live Did in Steve this Steve Dunkelberger area? leave like hidden secret pages around oh. for people? Oh, no. What do we got here? Uh-oh. <laughs> That's, is that the history of, uh, or is that his like? It's, it starts with educating the savages. <laughs> So is that what he wrote on his thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, am I God. outing him right now? By like, oh, there's pages. Oh, well, you could probably I can't believe he manifesto. just tucked that into the the couch like that. Yeah. He left that as an Easter egg for somebody. Well, yeah. that's interesting. We'll keep that and send that back to oh, him. Wow. Oh. I love it. This is the two pages. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that there's some reading material for you. He talked about the history of uh, uh, education in uh, the uh, Greater Pacific Northwest area, yeah. and it started with 
the uh, the 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 natives in their education stuff. I didn't I'm, realize people. Yeah. It does savage. put savage just like in quotation marks. Oh, oh like okay, 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 okay. Okay, like you were saying. Context. In context. It's a yeah. really good thing there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. Yeah. Bringing some weird stuff. So, Ethan, this is a nice awkward way for us to uh, end this yeah. conversation. But, um, seriously, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I love the fact that you're a Tacoma boy doing some, frankly, amazing things and being able to do it on your own terms. And I think that really is what defines what we do here and uh, what we want to see with the Grid City Podcast. Thank you for coming back. Uh, if people want to check you out, Real Ethan HD, uh, Ethan HD 312 on the Instagram. The Real Ethan is on Twitter. But all those links are available right uh, as here as well. Uh, you do have t-shirts on sale at ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ethan HD. You can wear a cartoon version of me playing with my cartoon cat. That's cool. With a wrestling mask on it. Uh, and then a bunch of like, other other stuff. Yeah, there's there a bunch too. of other stuff there's on some that. Fun shirts on there. And uh, I know that you frequently post about the different appearances you'll be doing because you wrestle all over. I mean, literally all over the world. So people will be able to see you at many different locations just by following you on all that social media. Seriously, thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's been great. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, info at gridcitypodcast.com is a good way for you to get us. Uh, anybody who you might think is interesting, uh, tell us who they are, and maybe we'll be able to get in touch with them and have them on the podcast. Also, any events that are happening, local stuff, we'd love to hear about that and check that out as well. Uh, you can also find us on all of the social media, which is available at gridcitypodcast.com. And back us on Patreon, because Ooh. we need your money to do dumb we things. We need your money. We need your money <laughs> so we can buy stickers to give give back to you dude it's awesome That's honestly that works. Yeah. yeah the patrons are the best dude <laughs> they, they pay are. for all the all the hosting they pay for t-shirts they pay for every dumb thing we do so yeah yeah and you get sweet stickers things. made by the shroom brothers you Word. get sweet hoodies well, stickers made by die, die yes cut stickers. the stickers are made by diecutstickers.com nice. but we also have them as the logo made by the shroom brothers yep. everyone local everyone good on that we try to make it so it's someone in the pacific northwest area in the south sound area who is uh getting a little bit more money in their pockets and uh that's just the way that we yeah. can kind of do that t-shirts and hoodies though yep t-shirts hoodies threatening different colors than black and white um it's gonna happen eventually i don't know i think the black and white's the standard for the uh, oh, uh, for tacoma i would like to do something fun yeah. like i don't know yeah salmon excited I'm kind of over like black t-shirts see oh i love black t-shirts i like black t-shirts but i have so many black t-shirts this is true well, this, the problem is, is I found out that I can't wear any other color. I need to like lose my moves because at this point, <laughs> oh. any other color shows off oh. my dude, my kid. I, I was like, why did we pick black? Because it was covered in hair and I was trying to limp brushing it. Right. And yeah. she's like, because you guys are goth boys. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shut I up. Saw, I saw somebody who I was pretty sure was wearing the same goth clothes that they wore 20 years ago walking from the Tacoma <laughs> Mall. So... The goth scene is still alive and well in this area. Oh, the sweet hot topic pants are like they're like buckled together at the yep, knees. Yep, yep. Oh hell yes. You shuffle with them because you can't walk at all and they're so open you're just a street sweeper anyway. You're just <laughs> sucking everything up under that. You got the long sleeve fishnet with like your thumb put through like the sleeve yes! hole. And then over it you gotta rock your fucking like corn t shirt. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I had a corn t shirt. Yeah, I don't yeah. anymore. Whatever, you need yeah. a new one. Yeah. They're still, still around, I think. They're probably are still yeah. around. I love it. Ethan, thank you so much for being on with us. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.